Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Game one, a bitter loss. Your reaction. You're hitting us up on Facebook at DJ and PK. Twitter, David DJ James. Grab your phone. Use the app. Use the open mic feature. Send Yach your audio. He'll play it here this morning. What went wrong? Jonathan said they deserved to lose and somehow still almost won. I'll also point out four favorite teams in the West lost uh, game one and three of the four higher seeds. The West is brutal. Just need to up our game, as apparently does everyone else. Looking at you, Lakers and Clippers and Nuggets. They deserve to lose and still almost won, PK. Gobert fouls out, no Donovan, and you can't hit a three for big stretches of the game. End up at 25.5%. I will not round it up to 26 and irritate you again. Well, it's not 26. Twenty-five and a half. Mathematicians will allow you to round it up. You're not one of those. Either way, it's a really low number. They sucked from the three. You can call it whatever you want. I said I don't understand when they're not going. Why you continue to do it? it just seems like it's going to be a turnover. Unless you have a wide, wide, wide open shot, try something different. But that's not been their strategy, and that's just me. And who am I? And what do I know? But it seems like. If you're hot, go ahead and take them. But if you're not feeling it, and you know if you're feeling it or not, we've seen it and we can see it as they play, all those types of things. But I don't think they were going to sweep anyway, particularly without Mitchell. Very active on the sidelines for somebody with a bum ankle, that's for sure. Also very active on social media as well. Yeah, well, that's his thing. Uh, So... Hopefully he gained play in the second game because he's an integral part and you're missing your best offensive player. That's a blow. That's a tough blow to overcome because now, you know, you're facing teams that are obviously much better than some of the run of mill, the run of the mill teams you face, and, and the incentive there is great. And for them, they know, you know, this home court, if that's such a big deal, they've got to get one and now they've got one. Now they have home court. You just spent seventy two games and you gave it away in one game. Uh, but I suspect that if the Jazz can't win a game in Memphis, they probably weren't going to win the NBA title anyway. So what does it matter? Uh, I'd still like their chances to win the series, and that's all that matters. And if they fall behind 2-0, then it becomes a whole other ball game. It's not a complete must-win, but it's probably as close as you can get without it being literally a must-win. Yes, and there are plenty of people pointing that out. Colton says it's pretty disappointing, but there's six more games. Well... There's free three for sure, but we get your point. Uh, Barry, as I said at the beginning of the year when they lost like four in a row, they're always hyped, and then they disappoint. Of course, after the four and four start, they won 20 out of 21, so didn't really disappoint. Rick says not enough threes, and get Donovan back. All caps, because if you yell, he'll be back faster. I don't know when he's coming back, but clearly they need them. They need him. Everybody needs to play their part, and that could be most definitely a shot in the arm uh, when he comes back. I think it's a when, not an if. But the medical people, I mean, that's what you're paying him for, and they decided he couldn't play, and and that happens. You know, uh, maybe not let somebody like Dylan Brooks go, go for 31. Yeah. 
And and Morant, they have a huge advantage without Mitchell at the guard line. I mean, he's way better than anybody the Jazz have there. Uh, but I, I expect him to do what he does. I didn't expect Brooks to go for 31. And so you can argue, well, Brooks had a, literally had a career game, and they won by three. So that bodes well. Gobert isn't going to foul out of every game? No, I wouldn't think so. The thing that would worry you most is the Jazz continuing to shoot the three poorly. And that's always a concern. But, you know, we talked about how it's probably going to happen at some point. So maybe you can argue, you know, they got it out of the way. The law of numbers would dictate that uh, they would shoot the ball better at home next week or next game, I should say, and then the next week, too, when you come back. And, I mean, they have so much evidence of being good shooters and have done so well in that way. But there's going to be times in which the shot does not fall. We understand that. And so you look at this situation here and you have to feel, at least for me, a level of confidence that whatever ailed them, for whatever reasons the shot's not falling, that they could overcome that to a degree. And I think they will. Troy remains confident. He reminds us, he said, from day one, Jazz in six. Yeah, and I thought Memphis was a tougher team than the Warriors. So I was more concerned about the Grizzlies than I was the Warriors. Because the Grizzlies have an inside presence, they got a big guy. They're just a better team. I thought. I thought. You know, the, the Warriors win too much on Steph. More of a one-trick pony, and yeah, then that, that's that trick was awfully good, obviously. <laughs> and I would have liked to have seen them play the Warriors because I enjoy very much watching Curry play the game. Uh, but I thought that they have a they had a better team. And so far, obviously, in the postseason, well, it's one game, but I count those other two games as postseason. They've shown it. Because I think Morant is just an electrifying player who really much is on the come. Uh, and Valanciunas is just so huge, man. He is a massive human being. <laughs> and so, and he gets the ball down low. It's going to be tough for Gobert to block or intimidate his shot because he's so big that he can use his body and get some buckets in there. And we saw that, particularly early in the game, we saw that. So I think they're a better team, but I still think the Jazz are better, and they're going to have an opportunity to show that. And so I'm not dismayed that they're down 0-1. Still have plenty of opportunity, and I think the series and the talent favors them if Mitchell comes back and can do what we expect him to do. And I certainly don't expect Brooks to go for 31. Morant's 26. He can okay. do that. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that. Uh, and really, and Kyle Anderson, he's okay. He's been in the league a good long while, so he can do what he can do. But as I look at it, I look at the way the Memphis Grizzlies play and think, okay, how much better can they play? Maybe I'm looking at it through a little bit of Homer glasses, but I don't think that they can play that much better. And I look at the Jazz, how much better can they play? And in my mind, they can play substantially better. Danny, it says, I'm sure this is an extremely unpopular opinion amongst the fan base, but tonight was proof the Jazz don't need Mitchell to win in this series. All they needed was a few Clarkson threes, take a little better care of the ball, no need to rush Mitchell if he isn't 100%. I'm sure the Jazz are fired up and can take these guys. They showed lots of heart in the final minutes, especially Bogey. Plus, the numbers will show the Jazz... 
will show that the Jets played better defense without Mitchell, so it's not the end of the world when he's not playing. And Jay says, Tanyan, you're right. That's a very unpopular opinion. Well, he's a great player, so you want him back. I, I really don't want to argue whether they're better or this or that. Now, he's a great player, and obviously you want him back. And he's a great, not just a great player, but I think in a lot of ways he's the heart and soul of the team. And so he has a, a component that he can add. He was trying to add it on the bench. You could see him uh, up pacing the sidelines almost as much as Quinn Snyder was. Talking in timeouts. Yeah. Talking to guys coming off the floor. Right. So I think he's their spiritual leader in that regard. And so just seeing him in uniform, I think, and just out there. And if he gets introduced by Dan Roberts there next uh, this Wednesday, the place is going to go nuts and everyone's going to feel better. And so he adds a lot, even if he doesn't add anything. And they could really use another 10 minutes of Rudy Gobert. He went to the bench in foul trouble, and man, and I thought Favors did a lot of good things out there. Favors was awesome. Yeah, I know. I know, but he doesn't have the aura and the intimidation factor. And he was still competing. I thought some of the rebounds he gets, you can't tell just by looking at a box score if a rebound just falls to a guy who's just standing there by himself, or if he's really got to compete with one or two opponents and battle to get the board. And I thought Favors did a lot of that. So there were, there were a lot of good things in his 23 minutes. But I just think that Grizzlies' attitude changes when Gobert's off the floor. They get more aggressive. Their guys are harder to defend because they're not settling for mid-range or three-pointers. Yeah, statistically, I look at 23 points and uh, 26 rebounds. Eight of which are offensive. Uh, uh, eight defensive, three offensive. I'm talking about combined out of the center position. Oh, okay, combined, yes. Eight combined. Uh, and They battled. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, obviously I won't go bear in there as much as he could possibly play, and they don't want him to foul out. I mean, that's a no-brainer, and I don't expect him to foul out. So that's another plus. If you're looking for signs of – what is in the Jazz' favor? That's one of them. Only playing twenty-five minutes, uh, you know, that's probably about ten minutes shorter than yep. we would expect. So having him out there for more, yeah, I expect that. Uh, so that's why I think there's so many signs that point favorably for Game Two, and you know, worry about Game Three and so forth when it comes there. But I think for Game Two, there's positive signs, and you're going to have to win on the road in the playoffs. It just it's you're just the way it is. And if you're not good enough to win a game in Memphis, then what's then the what difference? were we all fired up yeah. about? They're the yeah. eighth seed. I don't care if they're the second seed. If you're not good enough to win a game wherever, uh, the seed's really irrelevant to me right now. I mean, just, that, that's just a number that's beside your name. Uh, it doesn't determine whether you win or lose. Uh, but if you can't win on the road, you're not going to win a title. Jeff, the Jazz didn't get 50-50 balls, poor shooting, lots of odd calls. Memphis should enjoy it. They may not win again in this series. Maybe they don't. We've four, seen that sometimes. Four straight would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about lots of odd calls when you shoot 12 more free throws than they do. Shh. Don't so. ruin the narrative. <laughs> I mean, I realize it's... 
the way we do things. When you lose, you go right to the refereeing. Uh, I mean, you outscored them by, what, 13 points at the free throw line? <laughs> uh, 14 when it was all said and uh, done. 14? Yeah, 29 to 15. The Jazz okay. were 29 to 33. They shot them. Not only did they get a lot, they shot them really well. Yeah, Bogdanovich Ru- and Conley. Yeah, Rudy was 3 of 6, That and Favors missed 1. He was yeah. 4 of 5. Everybody else made them all. You'll take that every time. Oh, yeah. 88% mm-hmm. at the line as a team. You will sign off on that. Plus every the advantage of single. plus 14. Yeah, right. And then whatever, what was the plus 12, and they have free throws attempted. Mm-hmm. Uh, 33 so to 21. If you want to go there, go ahead, because that's what losers do. They, they quickly go to the referee. Ref, you suck. Tr- chanting that. That's embarrassing. Crowd, you suck. <laughs> I think that's just ridiculous. The defense in the middle quarters really sucked. 32 and 34 points in the second and third quarter. Just huge numbers. It's hard to believe how control, in control the Jazz were early in the game. And then in the second quarter, it all went wrong. The offense just ground Yeah, see, that's halt. why I point to the offense. And that's, yep. that surprised me that Bogdanovich wasn't trying to get on the low block, get some fouls, get to the free throw line. Uh, that... I kept waiting for that, and I wasn't seeing it. And it was surprising to me because we've seen it so much and so well these last several weeks when Mitchell has been out, and he has been so effective in that way. And that, to me, I'm mystified as to why. And I'm not a big basketball savant here. I've never played the game. So I don't understand why he wasn't doing things that we had seen him do so well for a good stretch of time now. Now, he did it in the second half. Big time he did it. I mean, you look at his, his overall numbers, they're incredible. Way well, he, go. Said, he said in the post game, and we played it about an hour ago, he said, I needed to be more aggressive for my team. And it just smacked of something that either a teammate or one of the coaches said to him, at some point in the game, at halftime or whatever. Well, clearly I, at halftime, yeah. I thought he was trying to be aggressive early, but he had three turnovers really quickly. Stepped out of bounds once, had the ball poked away in the paint once, and it seemed like he got passive after well, that. I mean, and why don't. they didn't? I know, and why they didn't turn it around. I think to your reason of why it had, you're not why it happened, and you're not a basketball savant. I I just think it was mental. You know, he struggled early, felt like he had some failure, and he got passive for a while. Well, you're that fragile, and then. They got on him to get aggressive. and well, then get on him earlier. I know. I, I hear you. Because he, he got it going in the third, and then in the fourth quarter, he was lights out. Lights out in the fourth quarter. Because without Mitchell, he's going to be most likely, not every single game, but most likely your most effective offensive weapon. Yeah, at some point a Clarkson or an Ingles might go off, but you're right. Bogey most of the time would be the guy. And I don't think Joe was nearly as effective as I wanted him to be. Late in the game, he had zero assists. Zero. He got too late. I would have liked to seen him have more opportunity. Now, I don't know if that's they defended him. I don't know if that he was passive. I'm not saying any of that. I don't have the answer. I'm not the coach. But I would like to see him be more aggressive because he's a very good player and his numbers in shooting wise four of eight pretty good three of seven you take that most of the time but the two assists and the, and they, they came late that you got was one to favors, favors. on that remember dunk the favors. Late. Yeah, yeah that's the one we remember so that's uh, that that ought to tell you if he only has two and we can remember one of them 
uh, very clearly that that's not enough because he's so effective in that way. But at the same time, you can make the greatest pass, and if the shot isn't going in, it doesn't matter as far as getting assists. So uh, it's not like it's all on him by any stretch. I'm not saying that at all. All right, DJ and PK, more to come. We got Steve... Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up at 9 o'clock. we got more reaction from you. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, send your audio to Yach, and he'll play it here in a little while. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.